What's wrong with you? Uh, you know, this, this, this uh, program is not long enough to, to get in. Uh, <laughs> right. And my wife could go for, for days on that. Hi there and welcome in to a brand new week of Celebrity Salute. Dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. Mike Sorelli is the CEO of EF Overwatch, an executive search and talent advisory firm. He's a former recon Marine, retired U.S. Navy SEAL officer with 20 years of experience in special ops, including the Elite Joint Special Operations Command. He's the author of a brand new book called The Everyday Warrior, A No-Hack Practical Approach to Life. Mike Sorelli joins us right here on Celebrity Salute. And I got to tell you, man, we, you know, we get a lot of books here. Uh, we, we, people send us books all the time, self-help books, uh, motivational books, inspirational books, how to do it books. And uh, it, it, the, the majority of them are junk. And, you know, when you get a book that you can apply it to your life and everybody else can benefit from it, you want to let people know. We've got one of those books. It's called The Everyday Warrior. It's a no-hack, practical approach to life. And retired Navy SEAL Mike Sorelli uh, wrote it with Brian Gordon, George Silva, and Jason Boulay. Uh, Mike is here with us. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Did I get your name right? Is it Mike Sorelli? You, you you actually got it. You nailed it. We're very few people do. So I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> it sounds Italian to me. Are you Italian? So a lot of people think it's Italian. It's actually Basque, which is a uh, area really? between Spain and France. Yeah. So the, the true pronunciation is Sarai. But as we ah. immigrated to the U.S., it got Americanized and uh, family is a bit of a pushover. So, uh, <laughs> so, well, do you like Italian food or are you, are you a cook? So my mom is full-blooded Italian. Uh, yeah, came up with a very uh, Italian family in, in the Bay Area of California. So, uh, uh, you know, I tend not to like Italian food uh, because I ate it so much as a kid. Right. Uh, in my <laughs> right. So it's not my first. I gotcha. Uh, well, hey, man, this book is such an achievement. I want to get into that, but I want to find. I want to talk to you first about what you've just been doing. You just returned from setting a sky high world record with a group of other retired military <laughs> thrill seekers. Seven skydives on seven continents in under seven days to raise seven million bucks to honor fallen heroes. What's wrong with you? Uh, you know this this. This uh, program is not long enough to, to get in. Uh, <laughs> right. And my wife could go for, for days on that. But, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the most important part of that was raising money for Folds of Honor. We're, we're near, nowhere near uh, the $7 million yet. I think we're around 800000 which is still a lot of money. Sure. Uh, each of the jumps were in uh, on the seven continents were in honor of one of our fallen. Um, and, and doing this around, you know, Brothers in Arms again. Uh, missing that 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 sense of tribe was phenomenal. I, I will tell you this: uh, almost all of us went through depression when we got back because all the you know you, you're with the guys for 20 days straight because we had stage in Antarctica for about six seven days, and it was it, I felt like part of the tribe again. Wow. And, and then when it's over and nobody cares about the world records, you you lose the tribe a little bit. So guys went into into a little bit of form of depression. It's like transitioning out of the military again. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And uh, we talk to uh, people like that all the time, of course, and on this program. And they all uh, I mean, I, I don't think I've I've talked to anybody ever that said, oh, my transition was a breeze. I mean, it, because it is it's a it's a total disconnect from what you've been used to. But, you know, doing something like this jump, man, uh, logistically, how long did this take to plan so the 777 concept has been around for decades. You've had guys within the parachute industry or skydiving industry try to, try to pull it off. Uh, you've had crown pritches over in the Middle East try to pull it off. Um, nobody said it could ever be done. And we, uh, we, we planned for about 18 months. We, we followed the military, uh, military decision-making process. We mitigated risk where we could. We ensured that we were prepared for contingencies, which we hit a major con- uh, contingency. Uh, during the, uh, the execution of it, but uh, we, in a lot of ways, secured success before we even left America. What What was the contingency? So as we were landing from Santiago to Miami, uh, an hour and a half before we landed in Miami, uh, the NOTAM system went down in January. We So we did this this last month. Um, and that's the first time the NOTAM's, NOTAM's system has been down since 9-11. So all flights across country are canceled. When we landed in Miami, we had to jump in North America in Miami, so we had to execute that. But nine guys came together. Nobody got emotional. We simply said, hey, here's the problem set. Uh, commercial flights are grounded, uh, and we were flying commercial throughout the uh, the entire thing. Uh, what are viable solutions? And then we picked a few viable solutions and followed those leads rapidly. Everyone was on their phones. And you know what? Uh, we had to secure a private jet from Miami to, to Barcelona with the help of some very good Americans to underwrite it. It kept us on schedule, uh, and we we finished seven continents, seven days, in six days, uh, six hours and six minutes, six six six. Wow! Wow! Spoken like a spoken like a seal. Spoken like a seal, man. I mean, that's good stuff. His book, The Everyday Warrior, A No-Hack Practical Approach to Life. And uh, Mike, I, I love the fact that, uh, number one, you wrote the book. Because a lot of, uh, and we talked to a lot of uh, uh, ex-Navy uh, SEALs on here, and, you know, they have these great ideas and great leadership qualities, and they don't think to put that down. And I, I think part of it is they don't think that the everyday person can relate to that. But you've done such a great job in here of talking about so many different things that, that we can all relate to. And you talk about the warrior mindset. Talk about that a little bit, because you say uh, there are a, a ton of everyday warriors. Yeah, first off, I, I do appreciate uh, your praise on the book, and let me let me sort of level the the playing field here. Uh, this book is a collection of lessons I've learned from both my mentors and peers, the men and women I served with or served for. So this book is not about me, and basically, uh, you know, uh, I, I took all their their best practices in life, uh, their best habits and described what I watched these amazing men and women do. And so I'm simply taking that information and passing it to the public sector. Uh, and some of those men and women are no longer with us. Some of them still are. Um, but, you know, the military per capita produces better and more leaders in the private sector. Why? Because we have a process. We have a framework. It's a sequential series of training events to prepare and, and nurture uh, leaders into those transformational leaders that we expect in the military. And transformational leadership is the dominant style of leadership in the military. But within the public sector, our schools don't teach leadership development. They don't teach 
uh, character and behavior and attributes, especially in public schools. Right. Nor are those teachers, and not, this is not a denigrating our, our, our school teachers at all. God bless them for what they do, but they're not necessarily equipped to teach leadership uh, to, to our children uh, unless they, they come from a background where they've actually led uh, people. I'm not talking about children. I'm, ta- I'm talking about human beings, uh, adults. So uh, this is a framework that anyone can pick up and slowly, and that's what we advocate, slowly, one step at a time, uh, try to implement these best practices, these habits to build the foundational blocks for them to live a impactful, fulfilling, and purpose-driven life. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, a lot of people, and you talk about it in your book, a lot of people don't even try because they're afraid of failure. But you talk about how failure really kind of shapes your character, right? You know, the best example I can use is look at Delta Force with Operation Eagle Claw in 1980, the failed hostage rescue attempt in Iran to, 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 to rescue back the 52 Americans that were taken hostage. Uh, that was their first major operation, and it was a failure uh, by textbook definitions. It's also known as a watershed moment in U.S. Special Operations history because we learned so much from that one operation that we still, I mean, lessons we still utilize today. And actually from that operation, uh, the Joint Special Operations Command was uh, was created. So, you know, did Delta just give up and quit after that? No. Uh, they probably failed a thousand times since then, and they're the premier counterterrorism unit in the world. So, you know, it is part of the process. And you have to understand that failure is life's greatest mentor if you know how to use it. Nobody likes to fail, and we're not saying that. But, you know, it should almost put a smirk on your face. Like, okay. I fell short on this one. This is an opportunity. What did I learn? What do I need to do differently? And how do I keep moving forward? And once people understand that, you know, failure is the refining fire by which success occurs, you start to reframe how you view it. And a lot of people are afraid from the external factors of failure, meaning people will judge them. And I get that. I I also still fear that in a sense today. Um, but once you internalize failure for your benefit, uh, you start to utilize it as a tool to, to, you know, springboard to your next success. Yeah, absolutely. My, you know, I talked to so many people, Mike, that I've, I've mentored a couple of uh, transitioning service people that are trying to, you know, adjust to the to the new normal. And I, I've suggested to both of them because they're, they're, they've got skills that they've learned in the military and that they've learned in, in college. And I go, you know, why don't you just do your own thing? Why don't you start your own business? And there's such a fear of that. And I, I have always been a great believer in, and, and sometimes against my better judgment, but I, I always think that if God opens a door for me, I'm going to run through it. Now, you know, 99% of the time it, it slams behind me and I'm, I'm done. But, you know, there's that 1% where you go, man, if I, if I hadn't taken a chance, I would never be here. Is that, is that part of your message? It is. You know what I say? The worst thing that can happen to anyone in life is to be on your best, on your deathbed and simply say, damn, I wish I'd risked more. Yeah. And, when, and that's my biggest fear. That's why, you know, that's why me and the boys continue to do things like the Triple Seven Expedition. That's why we went and skydived into Mount Everest in 2021. That's why we're, you know, working on a number of projects that push us outside their, our, our mental and physical comfort zones that have nothing to do with money, but everything to do with self-growth and learning. 
because it is true. And again, we understand this in the military. Why do we make training so hard? Because true learning and growth take place when one is pushed outside their mental and physical comfort zones, which you know, we talk about in the book. You know the common phrase in the military, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not some platitude. No, it's saying you have to push hard in training in order to progress and grow and, and, and maturate your troops. The same uh, applies on an individual level. If you, you know, succumb to the comforts of a first world like the United States and you just play it safe, you are stunting your growth and you're just it's, it's Groundhog's Day. And to me, that is hell. That's the definition of hell. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there's also a lot to be said with the people you associate with. Right. I mean, you got to get a group of positive. I, I decided a long time ago, I'm not going to hang around with negative people. I'm going to hang around with people who want to better themselves, who want to do more, who want to do more for others and and have that positive outlook. How much difference does that make, Mike, in, in your everyday life? So we talk about everyone needs a tribe and you better be very careful about the tribe you, you select. Right. And sometimes you part of multiple traps. That's, that's fine too. But, uh, you know, I know how I operate. My tribe becomes part of my DNA. Uh, I, I always used to say, always the bridesmaid, never the, the bride. Meaning when I was a SEAL, I was never the all-star, never the fastest, strongest, best shot, best guy ever. But man, I was part of a team and all that matters is that we, we, we won together or, or we lost as individuals. So, you know, the proverb 2717, iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another holds true yep surround yourself with great people like i did in the military when i made it to jsoc i was well below the standard even though i made it through the training and almost like osmosis surrounding myself with people that were better than me i started to elevate my game and started to hit that bar for which what do we do when we hit the bar you just raise it even higher <laughs> so um you know the same says there are bad tribes if the u.s military is a good tribe that reinforces great and positive habits. Well, there's bad tribes. Tribes like ISIS, like the Hells Angels, MS-13, those are tribes. Just they stand for something, in our opinion, that is evil. So you can be very careful about who you surround yourself with, especially victims. Stay away from the victims. Victims love company. Misery loves company. Right, right. I like it in the book here. You, you, you give characteristics of good tribes versus bad tribes. And and one of the characteristic of a, a very bad tribe, high drama and jealousy. Man, is that the truth? <laughs> I mean, along with extreme negativity, uh, unsupportive of the other tribe members' goals. Yeah, man. I mean, who, nobody wants to hang around with those people. No, none. Hey, uh, Mike, let me uh, let me tell you this. So I'm getting ready to uh, interview. Have you ever seen uh, the movie John Wick with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's great. Uh, he's, he's the great hero. Yeah. So I'm getting ready to interview him here uh, very shortly. And could I tell him, in your opinion, could a Navy SEAL kick John Wick's ass? Uh, I'd have to say, uh, John Wick would probably eliminate nine out of 10 seals, uh, <laughs> based off the, how badass that character is in, uh, in the uh, but, uh, you know, it, there's a mythology versus reality. Do John Wicks, uh, exist? No, they don't. Do right. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely a scenario where you're up against 20 guys, uh, 99.9% of the time you're, you're going to be eliminated. That's like stepping onto the battlefield by yourself. There's right. a reason we- <laughs> teams of 20 40 whatever uh, those elements may be but i'll tell you what keanu reeves though talking about the man 
I've been nothing short of impressed how he stays out of the limelight. Yes. His ability to give more than he uh, he takes. Yep. And that, you know, I've heard phenomenal things about that individual. And I know he's been through hardship uh, himself with the uh, loss of loved ones. I'm going to relate that to him. That is fantastic. 25% of uh, the profits from the book go to Special Operations Warrior Foundation. That's your foundation. Tell us about that. So, actually, let me let me make a correction there. 50% of the proceeds are being split between the Special Operations Warrior Foundation, uh, which I'm an ambassador for the foundation. That They provide educational scholarships to the children who lost their Special Operations parents in the war. Uh, that's phenomenal. And then the other 25% goes to Folds of Honor with a similar mission, but for all military, they provide educational scholarships to spouses and children of either deceased soldiers or uh, highly disabled veterans. So, you know, we, I believe in telling the legacy of our falling, and we do that through these documentaries and these adventures and tell their story. But part of what I do as well is securing the legacy for the ones they left behind. And the way we can do that or best do that is ensure that they have an education. Yeah, Dan Rooney's a great man. He's been on this program many yeah. times. Mike, listen, man, thank you so much for the book. It's called The Everyday Warrior, a no-hack practical approach to life. Where where do we get the book? Just everywhere? Yeah, so everywhere books are sold. But, I, hey, I think everyone just goes to Amazon now. And, the yeah, uh, right. you know, unfortunately, the audio book was not ready in time because 777 occupied my life. But the audio book. <laughs> yeah, it, you're busy jumping out of planes. I know the hardback and paperback are on Amazon. The audiobook goes on pre-sale March seventh, and then is released on the twenty-first. And I went off script a lot in the uh, the audiobook. Oh um, man, I love it! I love it. Yeah, Mike Sorelli, thank you, man. Thanks for the time, and uh, thank you so much for your service. Hey, thank you, sir. You've been listening to Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute is produced by Brainstorm Media and distributed by National Defense Network, with host Randy Miller and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us at nationaldefensenetwork.com. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.